welcome to the Addison Reads audio blog. If you crave to raise children that love to read, to build a library of resources in your home to help you take purposeful action as a parent, and to connect with your children unlike ever before, welcome home. You have the power to be a purposeful parent. You just have to look to your bookshelf. My name is Sam, and I am your intentional kid-lit tour guide. Hello, I am going to be talking to you guys today about what is an intentional bookshelf. Now, I wanted to do this because I realized that through the audio blog, through my blog in general, throughout all of Addison Reads and everything that I talk about with the community of intentional parents, I often um, forget to talk about the core principle, the methodology, the mission and the concept of the intentional bookshelf, which is something that I came up with and now kind of just rolls off the tongue because I've said it so many times and because it's been, you know, a year and a half in the making and the process and the development of the intentional bookshelf that to me, it's so second nature. And so it's, it's easy for me to just be like, oh yeah, build your intentional bookshelf and not really explain what that means. And especially if you're new around here, this concept might just seem very foreign or almost jargony, like I'm just using the term and not really explaining it, and I hate that. I don't want you to feel like I'm just using this expression and you have to know what I'm talking about, and if you don't, then you can't listen to what I'm saying, and that's just, that, that makes me feel terrible to think that I would ever want or have done that, so don't want to do that. And um, by the way, this is not a read aloud blog post. This is kind of off the cuff, so to speak. So it's going to sound a little different because um, I'm just going to be speaking from the heart and from my experience with this idea of the intentional bookshelf. So let me back up a little bit. Okay. So let's do a little bit of history really quick, just to kind of understand where I'm coming from when I created this idea and then where it's evolved to. So in 2000, uh, what was it? 2015? Is that possible? No, 2016. I um, I started, yeah, that's right. In 2016, I started the blog Addison Reads. And when I started the blog, I was mostly, um, I was going to the library all the time with my daughter and I wanted to make sure that I was categorizing our books and kind of keeping a record of the books that I read to her because I wanted to, in the future, be like, hey, I read you all these books and show her what what they were about and what I kind of was getting out of them. And I was reading them less for just like the sake of reading with my daughter or just to read a story, but really to pull out messages because I had this idea, this thought that, you know, these books are kind of helping me parent my daughter. They're teaching her things that I want to teach her anyway, things like honesty and kindness, um, just inherent qualities that are really important to my family. And it's kind of taking the pressure off of me as a parent. And so when I realized what that idea of looking at books like that was really doing and and called for, um, I felt like, okay, so I have this blog where I'm reviewing children's books, but I want to talk about this process that I'm going through in terms of finding good books. I'm not just picking anything up off the shelf and adding it to our own home library. I'm really thinking about how the books that we're reading relate to what I'm trying to teach my daughter. So what our family values are, what our interests are, the different situations we're dealing with. And I came up with this concept and I was like, okay, I want to write a book about this because I feel like the best way to tell people my message 
is in a book form. It's easy to digest. Um, you can keep it and you can refer to it time and time again. And it's not really like a blog post thing because it's long, like it's meaty and it's a theory almost. So um, actually I have to really credit the Addison Reads community because in the beginning, I think that the name of the book was going to be something along the lines of parenting with literature, creating a, a beautiful library for your kids or something super long. And everybody was like, no, no, you have to come up with something shorter. And one of, you know, we, we came up the, with this idea of the blank bookshelf. So we were like, what is that right word to describe what kind of bookshelf this is? And we, we kind of fussed, or sussed it out and decided, you know, it's really about purpose. It's about intention. And we all decided on the idea of the intentional bookshelf. So I really, I have to kind of applaud the Addison Reads community for helping me come up with the title, which has ultimately become the focus of everything that I teach parents about parenting with literature. So the full title, title of the book is, I've got it right here. It's the intentional bookshelf, parent with literature and build your unique child's perfect little library. And really that could be expanded to build your unique family's perfect little library because the truth is, um, and I'm going to read this straight from how I describe what the intentional bookshelf is. It is an, a curated home library that reflects your unique family's values and interests. This collection of books is a parent's ultimate resource. It's a library filled with stories that reinforce the things you are teaching your children. And ultimately, at the end of the day, children's books are also a way to connect with your kids and to just explain these concepts that you want to teach them through books. Because oftentimes, you know, we're humans and we learn better through stories. Now, don't walk away yet if I say something religious and you get like freaked out if you're not a religious person. Just go with me here, okay? So Jesus, right? He told stories to people to explain things. He was using his parables. He was explaining three things in very concrete terms, although the ideas he was mentioning were mostly abstract, right? Like things like faith. He would talk about like a mustard seed and it growing and, and just having faith and you know that the concept of faith is abstract. It's very hard to wrap your idea or wrap your mind around it. But when you can visualize a mustard seed growing, you understand the tangibility of that and you can kind of say, "Okay, if that's what faith is like, I can I can at least sort of get it." And so it's the same way with our kids. We get to we get the opportunity to teach them through stories and through books and instead of telling our children all the time, I use this example constantly, instead of telling our children all the time, you have to be nice, you can't hit and you, you, can't, you can't tell lies. We read them a story about what happens to a character when they tell a lie. What happens to a character when they hit somebody? What are different things we can do instead of hitting people? And so the, the stories, they don't make us lazy parents, they make us purposeful and intentional and they make us more powerful parents that have resources to utilize to be better. And so the the intentional bookshelf is a bit of an, it's an idealization. I don't think every single book on your bookshelf is going to be perfect, um, but I do think that if we curate the books that we not necessarily read to our kids, because I think there's a lot of value in reading books to our children that might oppose our values or might... Um, challenge them almost and discuss with them you know why we don't believe that or um, just open up dialogue with them using books but I will say that the books you choose to invest in and add to your bookshelf I really think that those books 
have to have a meaning and a purpose because seriously, there are millions of books to choose from. And so why not have the books that you choose to bring into your home to invest your hard-earned money in be purpose-driven? And that's the same, you know, the same kind of goes with anything you bring into your home. If you, if you think of things, material things as having purpose, um, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't spend your money on things that don't matter to you. And if you do, eventually you just kind of want to get rid of it. So why not let the books on your bookshelf also take on that same kind of life? And that's the main message of the intentional bookshelf, that it is a, a resource for families to provide concrete examples of these abstract concepts to make sure that when your kids bring a book at the end of the day and you're tired, you're exhausted, and you know that, you know, although you have hardly anything left to give, your kids need something, they're struggling with something, or, you know, you you know that you probably should be teaching them a really important lesson, but you just don't have a lot left, your books can help you when they go grab a book. If you've taken the time to intentionally curate the books that are there, you will ensure that every single book they pull off the shelf is in line with your family values, has some relevancy to a situation you're dealing with. Let's say that a parent is gone, just like my husband is gone right now. I know that if my daughter pulls a book off the bookshelf that has to do with a parent being gone, it'll comfort her in a way that I might not be able to right now. Okay, so... The intentional bookshelf is a family's asset and truly I believe that every family should have one because I think that as parents there's a lot of overwhelming feelings that go along with just trying to be a good teacher to your children. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves especially parents that want to have a real impact on who their kids become. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the teacher of all, the, the good, amazing parent that never gets frustrated, never gets angry, always uses every opportunity to teach a great lesson, so on and so forth. And those are all great mindset things. Like that, That's a great way to be living your life, in my opinion, Like to be really purposeful with how you're parenting your kids and to really feel like getting on their level and getting to know them and understanding them and connecting with them and making sure that you're using every opportunity to be a good example and a good parent to them, but it's also a lot of work. And so why not use books? Why not let those books help you? If you're gonna have a book that you read to your kid, why not make it purposeful? Why not allow it to be a dual lesson? I mean, how many times have you turned on the TV for your children and you make the decision, you're like, okay, I can either choose SpongeBob SquarePants or I can have her her watch uh, you know, this other educational thing like Doc McStuffins or something, which is teaching good values. You know, you've made those decisions when it comes to other forms of media, when it comes to toys, you know, you, you choose an educational toy over one that just, it doesn't really have a purpose. Um, not always, but sometimes. And I think the same should go for the books that we read with our kids. I really think that they should have meanings. And now there's a couple like caveats, I will say. So your intentional bookshelf for your family is going to evolve and change. That's because the way that you build the bookshelf is dependent on what their interests are, the kind of situations you're dealing with, and your family values. And so, um, for example, we're potty training right now. In five years, I'm hoping we're not potty training anymore so we can get rid of those books and kind of um, adapt our bookshelf to the new situations and, and, and let it flow and not be so rigid in making or you know not always saying well we once said this was going to be our intentional bookshelf so now that's what it has to be forever 
That's not the case. It changes, it flows with your family just like anything else. Additionally, like your family values at the core, they're probably not going to change. If you value kindness right now, you're probably going to value kindness in 20 years. But there are things that might become more or less important as your kids get older, as you discover other things in life. Maybe you realize that you, something you never really cared about, let's say recycling, that's a really good example. Never really cared about recycling, didn't really care about the earth. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you are, your eyes are opened to the idea and you decide, you know, this is really, really important to our family. So I would encourage you at that point to go out and get books for your bookshelf that have to do with that topic. And so I don't want uh, you to think that this is so rigid and has to be so structured and you can't ever allow a book that's not exactly in line with everything. It's just that, again, if you have all these books to choose from, why not carefully pick books that actually have meaning and purpose? And then um, another thing I wanted to mention, I kind of said it in the beginning earlier, but I wanted to mention it one more time, is that this isn't about like restricting your kids or um, sheltering them, but rather it's just helping them on their path and doing what we do as parents every single day. We guide them, we tell them what's right and what's wrong, we show them how to be a good person, and the books just reinforce that. So again, I, I wouldn't say that you can't read books to your kids that challenge different things and um, illicit conversations that are hard, but I will say that um, if you choose to add those books to your bookshelf, just make sure that they have a purpose. Make sure that they're there for a reason and that when your kid goes and picks up that book that you feel good about it, that you feel confident that there's something they're going to get out of it. And this goes for board books all the way up to middle grade books. And I will say too, as I've started curating our library, which I've done this since my daughter was like eight or nine months old, I have also done the same same for my personal library. Not every book has a, an alignment with my values, but every book does have a purpose. Maybe the purpose is that I really like mystery books because they make me think and they kind of thrill me and um, they allow me to, to be discoverable and, and things like that. Like It has a meaning, it has a purpose, and like every self-help kind of book that I have has a purpose, and I like having them on my bookshelf because I feel like when I pass on someday, my bookshelf is going to represent who I am and my values and what's important to me. And I just, I think that all of our family bookshelves can and should do the same. Okay, so hopefully you understand the concept of what the intentional bookshelf is so that when you listen to my audio blogs in the future, when you read things on Addison Reads, when you see my posts on Instagram and on Facebook, you will understand that Whenever I say the intentional bookshelf, what I really mean is a curated and personalized home library for your family that helps everybody as a parent and also encourages connection within your family through literature. Now, of course, I wrote the book, The Intentional Bookshelf, in December of 2016, and I'm going to put this out into the universe right now because I really want to make this happen. In, in December of this year, 2018, I am planning to relaunch the book as a version two and have bonus extra content, which is really going to be all about kind of like case studies. So when I wrote the book, it was really the beginning parts of my parenthood in the sense that I had this little tiny baby who I was beginning to mold and I was starting to think like how can I do this and and be good about it and I realized that books would help me 
And two years later, I have seen the fruits of my labor. I am not kidding you. The books that we read to our daughter have an impact on who she has been, has become and who she is becoming. And I see the way books help me parent her. And so I can't wait to include and infuse those stories into the book. So if you want to read my book now, you totally should. You can grab it on Amazon. It's just search The Intentional Bookshelf. And otherwise, you can also wait until December of 2018 and grab the V2 version 2 of the book. All right, guys, this is what the Intentional Bookshelf is. If you have questions, go to my blog and comment over there somewhere. Uh, Go onto my Facebook page, just search Addison Reads, or go onto Instagram and find me and ask me all your questions. But honestly, let's all build Intentional Bookshelves and let's just be better parents using books as our resources. This has been an episode from the Addison Reads audio blog. Be sure to head over to our website, addisonreads.com, to read the blog posts in full, download free resources, and join the Intentional Book Club. As always, happy reading.